and welcome to the Pragmatic Live podcast series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management and marketing professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Calajaris, Vice President of Marketing at Pragmatic Marketing and your host for this episode. And today I am joined by one of our very own, Cindy Grisada. Welcome, Cindy. Well, hello, Rebecca. Nice to hear your sunny voice. Oh, it's good to hear your voice, too. Uh, it is sunny here because we're in Arizona. You are in D.C. It may not be as sunny. Nice and nice sunny fall weather, let's put it that way. Oh, that's perfect. All right, Cindy, so you joined our team about a year ago. Uh, you've got You've been doing product management, leading product management, leading product marketing. You've been as CEOs. You've done startups. You've done big companies. You've got a ton of experience. Yeah, I'm a kindred spirit of the software industry. What can I say? You know, 29 years, actually. I will forever be 29, I Excellence. Say. You will always have that much. I like it. I like it. And you started when you were four, so yes, that helps. Of course, of course. So today I've had you on because there is a topic that is, I know, very near and dear to your heart and also near and dear to a lot of our listeners' heart, and that is portfolio management. And one of the things I think that's really interesting is, is to look at the juxtaposition of the product to the portfolio management, how one becomes the other, some of the differences and all that. And that is what I'm excited to explore with you today. Okay, great. All right. So let's dig right in. What is a portfolio? So the definition that we like to hold on to for a portfolio is that it's a collection of individual things that we look at as a group. Uh, when we think of these individual things, it could be products, it could be partners that we have working uh, relationships with. We could also look at the many things that our service and delivery teams do, the, the services, the statements of work, the strategy work, uh, and consider those as part of this um, collection of individual things. But a portfolio is bringing the right combination of these things together with a purpose in mind. I think that's a really great definition and it's really interesting because it's it's easy particularly for product managers uh, for us to fall back on a portfolio is a collection of multiple products right hard physical products or, or pieces of software and you really broaden that definition to include all aspects of what touches a product and to be able to think of those in their entirety as part of a portfolio yeah, exactly. And and I didn't, as I started out in, in my career many years ago, I didn't think of portfolios that way until we needed to solve a problem uh, that ended up being solved better by looking broader uh, than just our product. In, in one company, we, we started talking about portfolio because we were in a highly competitive market and we couldn't uh, we couldn't dominate in that market um, uh, with just product development and new releases and new features because we were competing against, if you like, an 800-pound gorilla. And they had a lot more resources, momentum than we did. And we were a smaller, smaller startup. And so we looked across different partners we could bring to the table. And we realized that by going to market together and creating this collection of capabilities, we actually 
actually had a stronger, better solution. And that's how we 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 kind of moved into thinking about portfolios. And and I've I've realized that many product teams that I speak to today they are at different positions of, of growth and starting to think about how they can compete better and looking to a portfolio as perhaps one of those strategies. So you just touched on my next question a little bit. What is, uh, why do companies think in terms of portfolios? Like what, what makes them so attractive and such an important uh, quiver in our tool set? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, portfolios are useful in several ways. Um, first, I'll say that they're useful to help illustrate your vision as a product company. And what I mean by that is you, you have a vision of where you want to be taking your product, the problems you want to be solving in a market. And when you're, when you're building your company, you're talking to influential folks like analysts, maybe influential bloggers to share that vision. Yet you might not have all the pieces of that vision delivered today in the market. And so we can use a portfolio as a way of describing this is what we're going to be bringing to market. This is the direction we're headed in. We're solving a big problem in the industry or in a vertical. And you can illustrate the pieces you have of that portfolio and how you're gonna bring other parts of that portfolio together. So it that's a big reason why a smaller startup company uh, competing in an established market may, th may think of portfolios. Another way uh, we often have created numerous capabilities across our organization in a product company. We might have multiple products and we get to a point where sales has perhaps more than they can sell. And we look for ways to make that sales process for sales simpler, easier uh, for them to, to focus on. And perhaps a portfolio in thinking about a collection of capabilities is an easier way for them to grasp and a more successful way for them to represent the, the challenges you're solving for personas. So simplifying the sales process is often a way we start to think about that. And I'll say in my own experience, especially when you have a new sales leader come in looking at all the capabilities and products you have, and they say, wait a minute, this is hard for us to get our arms around. Can we do this in a different way? Uh, another way that, that I've seen uh, companies move towards portfolios is when they're in a very technical sale. We get into today, there's many companies that, that are competing in, in security, for example, just an example. And, you know, there's there's a lot of industry terminology and, and capabilities that are really important. But often the marketing team, in order to create messaging that is really gonna resonate, wants to think about the, not the individual capabilities, but look for a simpler solution-based messaging to help focus on specific verticals or industries. And they might take that approach rather than just focusing on individual products or tools. And I'll say that you know the last thing that that frankly many companies are are faced with today is 
growing competition and perhaps having products within their portfolio that are vulnerable when you sell them individually. They may be vulnerable because they don't have um, the same set of capabilities that the competitors have, uh, weaker in value proposition. Uh, and so when you start to think about those products, not just competing individually, but think about those products as a part of a whole portfolio, you have a lot more strength in that competitive sales cycle. You can talk about getting started with the product and, and then having a customer say, there's so much more to this portfolio than just this one product. So there's some some interesting ways that that we see companies moving in the portfolio direction. So okay, so let's say we're moving in the direction. We've got some some drivers and some reasons, which make complete sense. How is this different? How is my management of my portfolio different or similar, both uh, to the management of an individual product? Oh, great question. Well, let me start with a rule. Because when we talk about managing products and managing portfolios, the rule is simple. Every product needs product management and a business plan. No matter if you are a product leader focusing in on a specific product for a specific market segment and the personas in that market segment, or if you are an industry leader looking at a collection of capabilities and products that you're bringing to market for that industry. Those roles within an organization both need to be thinking about the markets they're serving, the problems they're serving, and think about what they need to add into their products to better serve those markets. And so you need a business plan at a portfolio level. You need a business plan at the product level. And this is where we see, well, similarities in the way they drive the different parts of product and portfolio. They act very similar in the way that they're doing that, business plans, products, uh, et cetera. But they collaborate. A portfolio leader is going to look at and work with each of the product leaders for the products in their portfolio to help prioritize the capabilities that they need in that portfolio. And working with a product manager for any one of the products in that portfolio, uh, it's really a uh, matrixed collaborative product team that we end up talking about. So there's, there's some definite similarities, um, the importance of managing it, the organization, the cross-functional is, is definitely key. Are there different measurements you would use? We are in the business as a product leader to achieve some kind of success. Whether we want to improve the outcome of our product, we want to successfully generate growth and, and sales for our product. It's exactly the same whether we're leading a portfolio in an industry as we are thinking about success with our individual products. We have to determine what success means to us. And in some companies, the, the definition of success could be generating revenues. In other cases, it might be retaining customers year after year, perhaps even renewing them on multiple year contracts. Another way that we often think about um, success, and this is maybe where product and portfolio success measurements might be a little different. 
Sometimes the products that are part of our portfolio are platforms or tools where the users of those might be internal employees. And the way we might think of success for those products might be adoption, usage, trying to get the employees to log in more and use these tools servicing customers. The way a portfolio leader might look at success might be on how those employees are actually generating service or generating revenue with direct customers in the market. So a little bit of a difference, but quite a bit of similarities and that it we've got to understand what success means for our piece of the portfolio. Very interesting. Okay, so then I'm I'm sold. We need portfolios. Do I have to like go back and rearrange all my code? Which every developer, by the way, listening just went, that's not how it works. But <laughs> let me let me give you a little bit of a, a kind of a lay of the land, and it, it all begins way back in time, right? Everything once upon a time. Okay. Ooh, good story. <laughs> We we began with a product, and then we might have created another product, and all of a sudden, we might have a product line, and we might be selling that product line into one market, and then we might start to see success in another market and start to move our product line into another market. And when we step back and look at what we're doing, we've just created complexity in multiple products working in multiple markets and the needs coming from multiple markets back into our company, driving a lot of input and ideas into our product team that has to be prioritizing what we're going to be doing. And in some cases, this complexity is more than sales and marketing can handle. And this is where we start to see them um, requesting and, and needing input from the product team to, to create a simpler way for them to sell into these different markets. And this is where solutions and portfolios alike kind of come to fruition. Um, and, and I guess I've just kind of introduced a new word there. Um, and that is the word solution. And I kind of want to make the statement here that you don't need to wait until you have decided how every one of your products in a portfolio might be working together and, and, and want to integrate them in order to start thinking like a portfolio. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll give you an example. Um, as you begin as a product team to think about what is the vision for a portfolio, um, you have identified a problem in a vertical or an industry, and you might want to bring products, services, or partners together into that portfolio. Um, that vision that you articulate with the portfolio, you, you might uh, decide that over time, the, the most successful way to deliver that vision is to integrate partners products with yours. Maybe they need to exchange data. Maybe they need to share components like single sign-on or some kind of authentication. Perhaps even they may be different products with different user interfaces and they kind of need 
to come together to drive adoption of those products. Uh, what I mean by that is maybe uh, a customer has one of the products, and if you have the same design and look and feel for another product, maybe it'll be easier for them to upsell to that additional product in the portfolio. But all of that integration for companies takes time. You don't need to wait till it's done before you can start to think about portfolios. Yeah, and I think that's a really important lesson, right? I mean, again, you often think we've got to, all everything has to be buttoned up and it's got to be perfect. There are other ways we can, through packaging and bundling and sometimes just, you know, back-end grant work on our part until we can until it catches on and we can perfect it. I, I think that's a great, there's no reason to some extent not to do it today. Right, that's right. In fact, what we often see is this idea of a portfolio or a bundle coming together that's unproven. It may be the first way we're we're trying to float in the market as a way of, of um, having more success, conveying what we can do uh, to solve an industry problem. And so it might start out is, is a little bit of an experiment uh, with just a marketing offer and a bundling kind of virtually of uh, different capabilities into, into that market. We call that a virtual portfolio. And by virtual portfolio, I mean that you're not gonna find that portfolio on the price list of a company. You're, you're going to have a, a special offer or a value proposition that you would share to the market. And when you get a customer in that in that market interested, you kind of go back and pull out the pieces of your of your product lines and your portfolio in order to serve that customer. That may be the way you start. And over time, that virtual portfolio, as you start to see interest in, in that, uh, you might do more integration and create what we call a delivered portfolio, which would be a fixed amount of capability that you have a fixed price for, and you find that on your price list. And there are different ways that companies do that. If I think about a uh, accounting software, they may have the same capabilities that that they provide in uh, in a product for a uh, one sole proprietor uh, accounting firm. They might have the same capabilities that they provide for a 5, 10, 15, or 20 uh, accountant accounting firm, but charge a different set of pricing for those. Those are different ways of, of kind of fixing capabilities, but making them more attractive to different markets. And then, of course, you get to a point where you create hard bundles, uh, groups of capabilities at a fixed price on your uh, price list. And, you know, I, I like to think uh, of an easy example that we might all remember here might be Microsoft Office, a fixed set of, of modules of capabilities at a particular price. And then you think about Microsoft Student different set of capabilities at a different price for a different market. And then perhaps Microsoft Home being another example. So we evolve our thinking um, as we get towards a more delivered portfolio over time. You know, what I find really interesting about this, Cindy, um, is that when, you, when we think about portfolio this way, it is so much more than a change in the product as much as it's a change in the, the 
the way kind of the whole organization pictures what we do and what we offer. Yeah, that's exactly right. We're doing this to solve a problem. And as I as I said, a lot of different ways that companies kind of ease into portfolios and, and experiment with, with what might work. You know, this does remind me of... This will be a you know a, a silly little Cindy analogy here, but it does remind me of um, something that I did this past summer in August. In fact, uh, I did my first triathlon, and you know as you know, a triathlon is three different sports: you swim, you bike, and you run, uh, all of different distances. Um, and I do all these different sports. I'm just a casual runner, swimmer, and biker. Um, but as I embarked on training for this triathlon, I quickly learned that each of these sports has specific requirements, specific training requirements. Uh, and, you know, as an example, I had to determine how good I was at the sport. Could I actually cross the finish line in each one of these sports and not get disqualified? What coaching did I need? Uh, my bike coach, for example, helped me figure out when to shift gears up and down the hills. Uh, my swim coach helped me figure out, you know, how I was going to make sure I went around the right side of the buoys and instead of going on the wrong side and getting disqualified. <laughs> um, each of the sports is like a product. The triathlon is a portfolio. We we have very specific requirements that each of these sports needed me to think about. But then there were those things that we looked at uh, that I looked at across the the triathlon. Um, you know, as an example, nutrition. I had to be thinking about nutrition for the whole duration. I had a triathlon coach that started thinking about uh, how long was each piece going to take and how much time did I need to take between each of the transitions between each of these sports. So I guess the, the point here is in this silly example um, is that a triathlon is an example of a portfolio. There are three products. Each product has its own market and its own specific coach or product manager to help you with that. Um, but then then somebody needs to take the bigger picture and think about, you know, getting all three of those sports done. And I did cross the finish line, but I have to say I did a lot of walking on that that last running segment to get there. I still think that's super impressive. It's the kind of thing, you know, so I think if you said you were a biker or a runner or a swimmer, that's impressive. But when you say that you're a triathlete, you're like, oh my, right? I mean, it, it, that's that's the power of the portfolio. It, it, it raises the value of everything in, in the way that it's combined. And you just have to say you finished, Cindy. You don't have to talk about anything else after that. <laughs> I think there are very few people listening that have. I'm sure there's some, but there's plenty of us who watched one on TV once. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good example. Yeah, that's a great example. All right. So we've talked about a bunch of different things about portfolios today. If you were going to have everyone listening do what two things would you have them do differently tomorrow based on what we talked about today? Yeah. I. What problem are they trying to solve 
by maybe thinking about a portfolio. Go, kind of go back to the market, go back to understand, is it the simpler way to sell? Is it there is a, an, a need that you really can't solve alone and you need to bring other partners or others in place? What's driving the need for that portfolio? The second thing is really another rule. Uh, and that is when we think about portfolios, we need to be thinking about them based on the way the market would want us uh, to, to understand. Um, not how we internally organize all of these different components, uh, but start with the problem, even with a portfolio and create that business case. Awesome. All right. Cindy, it was absolutely excellent to have you on today. Thank you. My pleasure. We hope to uh, follow this conversation even deeper next time. Absolutely. All right. And everyone, thank you for listening. That does it for today's episode. Don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career. 